Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arcane Point Pier. This will be our fourth episode. I'm your host, Bell, and this is my co-host, Derek. Hello. So, Bell. Yes? If you had to be stuck with one video game character's outfit, who would it be? Oh, goodness. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, the punk girl from Final Fantasy XI-2. Um... I would I would rock her like leather jacket and jeans all day. Every Ooh, day. the leather jacket. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um my answer's kind of cheating. Okay. Um <laughs> Samus's Chozo suit, because it's like a skin tight power armor that lets you murder aliens. That's not cheating. Um, that is not cheating. But <laughs> thank you. Um but uh, honorable mention to um, the ridiculous outfits from Final Fantasy XII, where they wear like thongs on the outside of their pants. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Just honorable mention. <laughs> oh, just honorable mention. I maybe dishonorable mention. I, I rescind. I rescind my answer. Uh, <gasps> Bosch's multicolor patch vest from Final Fantasy. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Patrick Papa twelve. Patrick Papa twelve. Also 12, yes. <laughs> 12 has a lot of going on with outfits, okay? Uh, if I was ripped, I would go with Vaughn, but I'm not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Vaughn's a good one. It's pretty brave. Mm -hmm. that, that's a man with confidence right there. <laughs> and then more confidence is Vaughn. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You'd feel so tall, though. <laughs> And today, I believe we're discussing Dark Souls. Dark Souls 1 yes. specifically. Yes, yes, to be specific. If you like that sort of thing. Yes. We would document clinical archives of every detail. We must yes, be precise. Yes, this is the autopsy of Dark Souls 1. <laughs> the autopsy of Dark Souls. Foreigner Bell on the scene. <laughs> Derek and Forensics. Uh, yes, Derek and Forensics. I love it. <laughs> okay, so I love Dark Souls. I adore I think it was Dark Souls. Yes, right. I'm a new I baby, it but it's good. Me. Being a being newborn is is very nice. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Dark Souls just feeds me from a bottle. <laughs> Go, and someone gives you a boob. Mm -hmm. you just <laughs> there are lots of boobs in Dark Souls. <laughs> That's not true. There are, there are I, well. Uh, Oh, no, no. I mean, there's no, like, there's nothing I would consider appealing boob-wise in Dark Souls. But there are plenty of boobs. <laughs> the boobs do exist. That's true. Yes. There are, like, drider women who have maybe boobs. Well, there are there are also very few uh, men with shirts in Dark Souls. You know, count your blessings. And Andreas has incredible oh. pecs. Foolish me. Just. There's enough. Andres has enough boobs for the whole game. Yeah, you. Uh, it it is sixty in this apartment, but this is like a hundred heat over here. Like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> I love my boyfriend. Andres is beautiful. <laughs> um, so it was introduced to me at like 2012. I want to say. Okay. Okay. By Ian. Um. Mr. Piggy himself. Oh, yes. The Pigasaurus Rex himself. 
this was one this was like the first time i like went over to his house to hang out whoa like yeah first date wow it was a first date and it went spectacularly like I, i was like okay this weird game called dark souls he thinks it's really hard sure whatever we'll play it um and then like he was like he, he went through like the tutorial uh and i was like wow this actually looks kind of fun and he was like oh you want to play it and i was like yeah he never got the controller back <laughs> that, that wasn't happening like the moment i touched that controller i was like oh yeah that, it's on that's that's fair it's a, it's a good game and i know you love challenge so it's just the two together you're just yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. You said this was a brownie with crack cocaine. I, it's it's mine. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been playing it since, and, and like I, I've played it at least four times. Oh wow! I played every every entry in the series. Uh yeah, I, I've 100 percent every entry in the series except for three. Because I lost all my data, and my computer can't handle the DLC areas. Oh, I see. Oh, that's too bad, friend. You were so close. I was so close. So frustrating. Um, and then I am a, a squalling baby. I I started playing Dark Souls like within the last squalling year. Babies are also common in Dark Souls. You know that's fair. <laughs> Where, where there are boobs, there are also squalling babies. It makes sense, Dark Souls. I see it's the lore. Um, <laughs> I see the connection. I see the connection. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I started playing Dark Souls, gosh, just this last summer, so almost a year. Um, I still need to finish it. I've been, like, sporadically playing it. Um, but it's so Oh, good. yeah, we were playing it together. I remember. I totally forgot about that. That's true. Tech- yeah, that's right. The, the current run Oops. I'm on started about a year ago, but I realized a little bit before that is when we tried to play it together. That was wild. Yeah. I was so bad at that game. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember I'd just be like, wow. Yeah. Oh, and no. then and then and then Papa Scott just beat it for me. I'm like Wait, mm-hmm. are are we allowed to talk about this? I don't wanna like spoil things for you. Oh oh I forgot that you hadn't like Oh <laughs> did I thought we were just gonna avoid like Past the point I got to, I don't know. Okay, well, how far have you got? Um, I beat Ornstein and Smo, which was... A f- I simultaneously love and hate that fight, and that's a whole discussion we can get into in a minute. But I'm fighting Seath the Scalus in, like, the crazy crystal-like crater thing with the invisible, like, walkways and, like, the research okay, library. Okay, easy. Got it. I, I know where you are. I can... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Basically, I got I just got the Lord Vessel. Is is the easiest way to put it? Okay. The the one place I need to talk about mm-hmm. that you haven't been to, I can easily talk about in general terms. Got that it. Those at home who know the place will know. And when you get to the place, you'll be like, "Oh my god, you, you!" And it'll be fun. Awesome. Okay. Whew. Whew. Uh, yeah. Crisis averted. Handling issues on air mm-hmm. with Bell and Derek. Your autopsy team for today mm-hmm. i guess the, the crime was confusion um and uh the solution is the show is almost live 
Well, yeah, I mean, technically it's not live. We could edit it in post. But only cowards edit in post. You like hear that, Markiplier? Coward. Only cowards. <laughs> you hear me, Markiplier? It's true. You need your mistakes on air, my boy. Also, it's a lot less work. We're recording on hard difficulty, thank you. Yeah. That is easy crap. This is one life. One life run. Oh, I should <laughs> I should turn off my uh, Discord notification noises so the mic doesn't pick them up. <laughs> Whoops. You mean the enemies? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You you may have heard some enemies in the background just now. Yeah, Ignore the hard that. mode enemies. They've been silenced. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Dark Souls has been awesome like i am i am a horrible hipster to the deepest core of my being and so when i hear game is good there are only two things that happen i'm either like oh i've heard this game is good maybe it is good but also so many times i'm like this game a lot of people say is good but no one's given me like super definitive reasons maybe it's just kind of like hype and like I don't really want to, like, invest a lot of time in a game that's just kind of, like, hype good rather than, like, actually good. Um, which sounds pretentious as well. But the point is, is that it's when not. I first heard about Dark Souls, I was like, I respect it. I was like, oh, it's probably a good game. But I didn't realize how good it was. Mm-hmm. It, it's a hard thing to impress upon someone. It's like, wow, this game is actually really good. I was like, oh, it's really popular and good. Um, but yeah, Dark Souls yeah, has been yeah. incredible. Like, God... Like, little backstory for anyone who doesn't know, I am going to school to go into, like, game development. And so, something I really appreciate is how the whole, the level design is crazy. Where, like, everything feels like one big area. And even though, obviously, there's distinct parts of it that have different themes, and it's kind of, like, theme-y in subsections, like the crazy tiebacks and like the shortcuts are really fucking neat we're like oh didn't I... you know you went to the haunted like new londo but actually there's just a back door that leads to the valley of the drakes which was the like one of the farther areas the other direction and like everything just kind of interconnects until you have this like web so you, you know what's weird mm-hmm. and i i hadn't thought about it in these terms mm-hmm. before you started talking about it that's just a metroidvania Oh, and that's a good point. I had Metroidvanias do that never a lot. considered that. <laughs> it's like a 3D Metroidvania that... technique. Yeah. Dark Souls is just a 3D Metroidvania with a quirky combat. Yeah, it was harder combat, more earthy combat. Yeah. Kinda. And like tongue in cheek storytelling. Like that's <laughs> that's what, that's its trick. <laughs> that's a good way to put it though. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, I wish someone had actually described it to me that way. I would have played it much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, instead of getting power-ups to like double jump to new areas, you just have to fight really hard bosses. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. it's the difference. The game just spits in your eye and you're like, oh, okay. That, I mean, I, I, that's fine. I'm not going to like fall over for that. And the game's like, oh, you passed. All right. Here's the shortcut. Like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I think that was incredible. Is like the areas. I mean, also like you get a very good sense that there's a lot of like layers and flavor to what's going on there. 
Um, and like, there is just vague bit, but also like, sometimes when I think about stuff, I'm like, wow, there's like, like, for instance, there's like the sewers that are under the lower town. And yeah. then below that is Blight Town. And there's all this stuff about like characters tied to that. And like, Blight Town, that's its name. There's a whole story going on there. And I'm just like, whoa. And then you still have this beautiful gradient of like more and more seedy, dirty levels that don't feel repetitive because each one kind of has its own feel. Like the horrible like sewers have like rats and those giant like eyeball lizards. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Um, I think the, the other thing I admire most about Dark Souls, how much I've played, is that like the thing I was hearing about the most with Dark Souls was about how difficult it was. Um, yeah, yeah. not about really how clever it was. Uh, yeah. Um, and a big thing that I think made Dark Souls a game I enjoyed a lot more than I expected was that a lot of the bosses are more puzzle-y than I anticipated. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got like a couple specific attacks, and each one has like a clear, uh, what do you call it? Uh answer or tell or you know hell and yeah see that makes sense but that's not even what i'm talking about um oh like like uh, what i expected um was kind of that right where like it's like near combat yeah. where like you fight a boss and like the boss has different attacks and you just have to do tells and like be smart dodge block hit them in their weak spots you know be able to like read a boss um yeah, yeah. but like there was a lot of like instances where like um bosses would have certain gimmicks or weaknesses that would work really well if you could figure them out like um and and different ones it's it's different and depending on how cheesy you consider them and this and that but like um I'm trying to remember one uh cheese see now that i say it i'm trying to um i mean kind of simple stuff like uh fighting Quelog where like you have to keep track of her fire but like once you can keep track of her fire so that you're not backing up into it like she's not too hard to fight as because she's really weak to you backing up from her yeah um yeah, she she doesn't have a lot of reach yeah she doesn't have a lot of reach and so the way she punishes you with that is the fire pools you shall put it behind you or whatever or she'll cross over it or whatever and so as long as you and your mental image can like keep track of where these fire pools are you just kind of back away from her and she can't do much to you yeah and you just kind of like need a mental radar yeah what's going on with. and and that's not the best example but there's a lot of bosses or oh better example um the I think it's called a Tauros demon, the the like yeah. boss on the bridge. How if yeah, you pay the... attention, there's a hidden like kind of like a not hidden but like kind of strategically placed ladder, um, mm -hmm. and you can crawl up the tower behind you if you if you know to turn around and then like jump on him. It does a crazy two crap ton of damage. You can just keep doing that. You just kill him. So um, a bit of more of an advanced technique with the Tauros demon. Mm -hmm. Um so if you notice as you for those of you who don't know, you enter the boss area. It is a corridor that's open with a with like a st small stone railing to keep you from falling off. 
and along the left there's a portion of the stone railing that's broken where you can fall off and die. Now, bosses are not immune to fall damage. <laughs> they are not. Um, and so if you back up, if you keep your back to the stone railing, the area that's broken, mm-hmm. and watch how the boss's feet are moving, you can get the boss to walk off the ledge and just die. Yeah. Great. Just, just boop, and he's dead. Yeah. it's That was the crazy thing, is that a lot of bosses have weaknesses like that. Like, you can jump on top of him. There's also the gap in the railing that you can try to abuse like that, which is awesome. Like, trick him into, like walking off um and of course you could fight him like yeah you can just fight him and see what i expected from the game is that you just have to fight them and so when there's all these interesting like oh if you like kind of pay attention look around there's like ways to kind of make the fight easier like ways to like exploit their weaknesses or ways to kind of like be strategic about it was really cool it made the game a lot more enjoyable because even if it ends up being a just kind of a fight um, having that kind of in my back of my mind, like, maybe there's a detail I'm missing. Like, you know, maybe there's something about this environment or something he's doing where I can kind of, like, find a weakness. And that was really cool. Um, I, I just want to chime in here. I think my favorite thing about Dark Souls, which is really weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> that it's my favorite thing, but it is. Um, there are hundreds of videos online proving that Dark Souls is hitboxes are dynamic Um, oh and what that means is that a a lot of games your hitbox is just a rectangle that is where your character is but in dark souls it's it's a mesh that Mm -hmm. holds to your character so it's 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 not a abbreviation it's actually like the bounce of your character it's yeah so if if you roll under an attack Mm -hmm. Even if your invincibility frames are over for that roll, you still won't get hit. If you're if you're low you're, enough down. Yeah, because your hitbox rolled with you. Got it. That's really cool. Um, so, which makes uh the having an, having a high encumbrance really important. Uh, because the slower rolls are actually very dangerous, because you spend less time near the ground and you don't go as low to the ground i see um you'll you'll get hit more often yeah because with the slow ones you kind of like there's almost like a hesitance as you're about to roll over and so you kind of like have that Mm -hmm. hunched like mid-air position for a moment yeah and you'll just you'll just eat that great sword yeah so yeah i think that's probably my favorite thing my yeah that's probably my favorite thing that's really cool which is really weird no, it um, it shows that there's a lot of detail in the game, which is awesome. That's I think that's the thing I like about it, is every time I'm like, oh, this is just kind of a straightforward, like, hard-to-play, like, combat game. I'm like, wow, no, this is a lot of detail, and, like, a lot of thought is put into things. Also, once again, with the bosses having, like, kind of, like, a puzzly feel to them, like, maybe there's something more that meets the eye, there's also usually multiple solutions. Oh, yeah. And not in a way that makes them I mean, feel cheap or too too like specific. Yeah, the the DLC bosses mm-hmm. kind of fail at that. Oh, it's too bad. Um, yeah, 
some of them are are very very unique mm-hmm. and still pertain to that like uh, the DLC bosses for Dark Souls Two mm-hmm. are really gr- they're they're on point. Nice. Dark Souls One and Dark Souls, yeah, Dark Souls Three is actually also really on point. They just failed horribly in the graphics department. Oh, I see. Um, but the sadly the DLC boss for Dark Souls One isn't terrible. Oh, okay. Oh well. Um, okay. I think I think actually. <laughs> I want to add my second favorite thing as well. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really quick. And it's not something that pertains even to Dark Souls 1. It, it's to the whole series. Okay. Uh, because the series goes Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3. Yes. Oh, right. I need to play the remake of Demon Souls. Remember, we played so Demon Souls together. We played the first, the the, the, the PS3 version. Yeah, the, the like, OG um, Demon Souls. OG. Um, so in Demon Souls, you have mm-hmm. a magic bar. Oh boy, do I remember! <laughs> but in Dark Souls, in, in Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two, you have spell casts. Yeah, usages. Usage, yeah. So, so you don't have the, you you don't have a combined mana pool that you have to manage. You just have spell casts, a limited number for each spell, and they don't they aren't shared. Dark Souls like. 3, however, mm-hmm. goes back to a mana bar. Interesting. Um, it also, in its... Dark Souls has two types of story. It has its verbal... It has three stories. It has its oral story. Story that's just surface and is told to you. Mm-hmm. It has its oh, like the secondary. like the intro where it's like ah oh, the fire and the Lord Vessel and the witches and you yeah, know. And, and like each time an NPC is like ah oh, man weird things are happening in Orlando, you're like oh, okay I'm going to Orlando. yeah the, the loud uh, interface story yeah and then you've got the kind of subtext story mm. where like you talk to an NPC thirty times and then they'll start saying talking about different stuff yeah um, or yeah like weird kind of side e stuff going yeah. out with npcs or, or or you need like specific conditions to unlock it and then you've got your tertiary story which is the really deep stuff which is just visual elements that tie different areas different themes or different characters together that don't have anything else tying them together i see they're just like they like they have a significance but also it's not explicitly stated yeah every detail about them th- yeah, Dark Souls 3 and Demon Souls are tied very closely on that tertiary tier. Interesting. That's really cool. Whereas Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 are much closer together. On that kind of ambient the, the middle children thematic. Are, okay. Yeah, the middle children are together. And the, the youngest and the oldest are also together. That's cool. That's I, I think that's what I, what I also love uh, about mm-hmm. Dark Souls, is that it's like, weirdly even the game mechanics are are part of the story that's cool oh well, i'm i look forward to playing more of them um uh another thing i really love that's kind of part of the, maybe you'd consider the secondary story is the a lot of the item descriptions and like little things that you collect have like a lot of implication for oh. honestly like no fucking reason it's the best thing ever you'll pick up like a he- <laughs> As... a healing ring it'll be like, 
actually the lich had a daughter and that daughter you know and you're like oh that's the npc i talked to like three seconds ago and if i just hadn't collected this random ring from like the sewers i wouldn't know that she's like the daughter of a lich or whatever like it's always this crazy like and also read it <laughs> like because you don't need to read it mm -hmm. like you need to actively volunteer to read the flavor text that's true the game it, so it does you have to hit really... examine it's not even like in the bubble of what it does yeah, yeah it, you know, you have the ring and it shows you the little bubble and it's like, hey, this ring heals you over time. And then you have to hit another button to read it. Yeah. And then even in that, like, expanded page, the first paragraph that's separated from the rest is still just the description of what it does. And yeah. so there's even, like, a mental hurdle of, like, okay, skip past the first paragraph. Which wouldn't it, it's not difficult it's just like a weird mental like step you have they to make take. you work for it the tiniest bit which is interesting it may even make yeah. it more appealing more enticing be like ah like i really delved for this it, it kind of gives it like this implied importance which i think really sells it yeah i, I agree i agree it definitely does it's like oh, now that you're looking so at the good. hidden you know director's notes in the second paragraph we can talk about the real and i'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah. now all those non-believers are out of here listen <clears> up <throat> we burned a city to make this wand like, like what oh god <laughs> yeah by the way uh this staff is actually made of the bone like what yeah. what why did we have to get so serious yes. all of a sudden? And it's like you found the staff in a swamp full of baby enemies, and you're like, oh. Oh. They no. want vengeance for the staff created from their own bones. I get it. Like, it's always, like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's or so Or is good. it just a representation of me? Did I make this staff? Oh. Like, <laughs> what's going on who, here? Who am I? Who am I? I, oh, that's another thing. You don't know who you are. Yeah, that is an interesting thing about the story, is it's simultaneously like, really direct and hideously vague, and I kind of love it. And it's not at all about you. It's great. Yeah, it's like, wow, look at this very straightforward RPG adventure going on. But also, like, is it? I think it is. Maybe not. And I'm like, I... Uh, uh, and every time I decide, it kind of becomes the other, and I'm like, uh, oh. Well, damn. The, the fact that you can't answer that is such... Right. Great testament to its storytelling. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> like, let me ask you, Derek, mm -hmm. who do you play in Dark Souls? Um, a very lost man. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> the general answer is just an annoyed shrug. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I dude. Yeah, I, I, that, I mean... That actually is a really interesting implication and once again, I am an ignorant fool when it comes to Dark Souls lore because I just have played it, you know, like up to a certain part in the first game. So like, but it's an interesting implication I'm getting or inference I'm getting is that like, it's not that you are inherently special. It's that because of the things you've done, you've kind of made yourself special, but you aren't like you you weren't a chosen person until you did all these things. Yeah, yeah. Like because you managed all these tasks, all of a sudden you are the chosen one. Yeah, yeah. Like like, and, I, and everyone believes that you were always chosen, but it's really just that you managed these tasks. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like 
natural selection chosen where it's like i am only yeah. here because i just happen to be the one to do all these things not necessarily because i am better than anyone else it's a weird like yeah. chicken egg thing where it's like i wasn't given any benefit as chosen i'm chosen because i happen to be able to pass through this filter it's weird but it's interesting um it's it's a great dichotomy yeah because yeah. they're not like link you're the chosen so you get the master sword so you can beat Ganon. It's like, Welp, um, I killed Ganon with the Master Sword. Guess I'm the link of this timeline or whatever. You know, like <laughs> it's it's, oh, it's, what, it's very like backwards. I would, I would love such a like self aware link. <laughs> like almost wind waker. Like a link that's really just like angry that a link hasn't shown up. Yes. And so he's like just constantly kind of sourpuss. And just going through this thing and like, fine, like, okay, I, I got to go do this now because like I need this other thing for something else <laughs> in my life. And then he just kind of like winds up fighting Ganon and he's like, look, man, I, just, I, I don't have a beef with you. I just like need you to stop. <laughs> like, I just want to go home and farm my cuckoos. Like, yeah. and then he defeats Ganon and he's like, well, fine, I guess I'm Link. It's so funny. That's kind of like leaked to the faster Wind Waker link. To be fair, it's uh, it's definitely Wind Waker. <laughs> like, it's just like I wanted to go home. You said you know, like <laughs> I just want to hang out with my sister and my grandma. I just want grandma to and... make soup. But yeah, I just want grandma's soup. All right. Uh, Listen, <laughs> I'm Link. I want grandma's soup. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's I don't fine. know what that accent was. <laughs> That's your link voice. <laughs> okay, Derek. Okay, now that we completely Please. derailed everything, this... go ahead. Yeah, this is a very special episode. Mm -hmm. It is our first episode where one of us has not beaten the game we're talking about. Yes. I know nothing. Um, yeah. I need you to give me a prediction theory. Oh, prediction theory is my favorite. Okay, okay. So here's here here's my take on how Dark okay. Souls magic works and stuff. Uh, wait, wait. Like a magic prediction theory or a general prediction theory? Uh, hit me with what you got. Oh, oh okay, I okay. I don't know. Um, so in Dark Souls, there's kind of like three types of magic ish. Because there's pyromancy. Uh. I guess like sorcery, right? Is arcane magic sorcery? And it's, then it's called sorcery, yes. And then miracles. Um, mm -hmm. uh, part uh, <laughs> clauses A through F. What the fuck are miracles? I'm so weirded out by that because I can kind of see how certain things connect. Like, like my theory is that like, you know, pyromancy comes from fire which we know is just kind of a thing and maybe like the source of all life and whatever and chaos and whatever yeah. it it, yeah. it fits with like a lot of mythos where it's like you know chaos gives birth to life and so it's just kind of like an embodiment mm -hmm. of that is fire is like the spark of life like that's that's cool thanks yeah. dark souls burn yeah, like the fruit of flame blah 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 we get it it's fire um like then uh sorcery i imagine is magic that comes from souls because uh, souls are really important i mean it's dark souls and you collect them like oh, yeah. candy so they gotta mm. mean something and souls seem to be different from fire maybe even if fire is where they come from or whatever 
Um, yeah, because we so know things. Souls are different from fire. Because backstory, I don't know this, but I'm just talking about. It. Uh, we kind of know things are alive before fire. Because like, uh, fire. Okay. Well, okay, this is my theory, but like, I'm, I'm listening. There's yeah. things like there's like things aligned with like the dark, whatever that means, and like we know dragons kind of lived on the world, and they're like made of stone and sh so like. Theoretically, they might have souls, but not be fire living creatures. Okay. Um, I, that could be completely wrong, but here I am. And so, yeah, I think soul might be a different source than fire for magic, um, even if they okay. are in interconnected closely. Well, I I can tell you something, um, because it's it's a community theory. Oh, okay, and, okay. Um, it won't it won't affect your like there's nothing really in the playthrough that that will lean one way or another it's just an examination of the mechanics of the game okay and deriving a theory from that so the theory is um because i'm i'm sure it's been a while since you watched the opening cutscene yeah. yes fire is the spark of life okay yeah, that's told to you in the opening cutscene yes um and souls are what gives creatures intelligence and like personality yes and that's why you like that's the other things like souls and humanity are kind of tied where like you become insane because you're losing soul uh yeah yeah so souls humanity and life are three different things oh, okay okay um so a, a living human being has souls not well not necessarily most of them have souls mm -hmm. uh souls fire and humanity okay um so you've got the spark of life because you're alive you haven't died yet mm -hmm. you've got souls presumably which make you a like living not living but like uh, someone with personality got yeah. a mind you can think and you've got humanity which is because you're human got um, it. apparently rats have humanity because i can collect it from them too <laughs> rats <laughs> humans i know i'm teasing which is why they have humanity disgusting probably. it's awful it's so wretched i hate it why did you bring that up stop the rats I can't they want to take your it. humanity along with your toad toes anyways so we play as an undead in the game mm -hmm. um pretty much everyone we meet is undead yeah because um, there's that thing where, like, basically the area we're in is all people who've been cast out because they're undead. Yeah, but we can we still retain the ability to fight and battle, even if we have no humanity and no life, which is all unusual. we need is soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So in that way, souls and humanity are not tied, but um the 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 player kind of. The community theory mm -hmm. was that fire, well, fire is the, the, the spark of life, but like that you can separate that and that. So miracles are like fire based or sorry, pyromancies are fire based. Souls are just sorceries are like soul based. And then miracles are humanity based. Oh, cause like it's, um, because those are like the three thing. elements that make up a living, breathing human being. That makes sense, because also there's a lot of, like, other, like, you know, high fantasy settings where 
humanity has a specific affinity with faith. Yeah. yeah. So it makes because sense there might be an echo of that. Yeah, like generally you need a higher like brain and and the ability to understand yourself as a as a being in yeah. order to have a faith in something that you have no proof of. Yeah. To like it all kind of like goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um and so I yeah. think the I think the deal with that is that um yeah that that makes a lot of sense actually with like humanity because also as far as i've gotten um there are no undead miracle casters like enemy miracle casters um so best way to put it i haven't seen someone who seems like they have no humanity cast miracles um and that could be completely wrong or proven wrong very soon um but at least makes sense to me any what's that I, I, at least so far as you've been, I don't think there are any enemy miracle casters, yeah. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are some that are on things. There's some that. awkwardness where like some enemies <laughs> use lightning, but I don't think I've seen an enemy oh. cast a miracle that's like specific. Like, I guess lightning is kind of... Lightning is lightning, not divine. I don't know. But... Yeah, so, yeah, each each of the three cast types i guess have their subsets mm-hmm. like sorceries have crystal fire have chaos miracles have lightning mm-hmm. but lightning is not just a miracle yeah it, it still is a natural phenomena yeah so it, i'm sure because the demon wielded uh titanite stat the titanite demons can cast lightning only lightning but they can i mean they are called demons that's true requires a certain amount of faith that's oh interesting yeah so i, I don't know um, rug oh but yeah but yeah so like souls are like yeah like your your intelligence may be power level um humanity is like your awareness and connection to like being a person and maybe faith and then you know pyromancy is the spark of life and and like creation and chaos and everything um that that i i picked up on humanity i did not make that connection but that makes perfect sense to me you said it um and obviously i know that's a, a community theory but that that makes sense to me too um also yeah, they're like I, oh go ahead i'm sure there's like evidence for it somewhere it makes too much sense it makes too much sense. not to be but like dark souls as we talked about is so uh obtuse sometimes cryptic yeah that... It's very easy to believe that there has been a piece of evidence that no one has seen. <laughs> That's there. I do like the way Dark Souls handles secrets. It's it's both. Yeah. It, it it makes ah, that is what it is. I think a theory of mine, just on game design level, is that because Dark Souls is so vague, ominous, and almost like overwhelming at first on like a flavor level. Uh it makes you see everything from the lens of kind of like wonder or like being an outsider instead of being like, Oh, I know exactly what's going on. And that kind of enhances the experience where you're like, I, this is out of my depth. I don't really understand what's happening here. And they kind of make sure to keep that up. Yeah. Most games give like hand, like give you a buddy to hold your hand. Yeah. They're like, like, wow, the evil king is doing this. That's why everything's cursed. Um, but Dark Souls yeah. is like, 
uh, this flower that attacked you is a dark purple. I wonder why that is. And you find out it's because it's cursed. And the curse is coming from this castle. Like, maybe there's something going on in the castle. And there's, like, a weird evil king there. But they don't spell it out for you. You're just kind of like, maybe the yeah. king cursed the land. But, like, they don't tell you that. Or the flower's just purple. Or <laughs> the flower's just purple. It's really a 50-50. It's really On that purple flower. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I, I really like how they do kind of, like, it's almost like coy or like indirect storytelling where they're like, we'll give you all the evidence, but we will never say it explicitly just because yeah, they, it kind of gives you that like wonder or like investigation feel, which I think really sells a lot of the experience. And they say so little directly. Also, like, when they great. give you a quest, it's still vague. They're not like, yeah. ah, you'll have to go to these areas and do this. It's not like a mission plan. You're just kind of like, ring two bells. Yeah, like they—they aren't—they didn't even go like ah, and the second bell will be guarded by Quaylog, the Spider Witch. Like they're just like the that's down there. It's—I it, mean, it's—it's it's down in Blighttown. It's down You're there. Like, Where's Blighttown? We, we hear. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, sir. What's Blighttown? Huh? What? I'm sorry. What, what were you talking about, sir? Where's Blighttown? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking. You just told me to go to Blighttown. I don't know where. What are you? Who are you? <laughs> Stop talking to me. Like yeah, it's 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 fascinating how they just kind of like you're like I, I didn't say anything and they just send you off. They 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 kind of give you a tidbit and then just start wallowing in despair. Yes. Like oh great thanks, super helpful. And then you make the mistake of hitting them and then they. Can... Yeah. Yeah. That's the As other thing. Do. Dark Souls is very sandboxy. Not, not, like, oh, yeah. not incredibly so, but uh, like not, not like that makes it a sandbox game, but just like it lets you make a lot of choices I did not anticipate, and that feels really good. Like yeah. all the crazy factions, you can technically kill a lot of the NPCs. You can do a lot of like interesting, weird stuff. So fun story uh -huh. about my first time playing Dark. Were Souls. you a murder hobo your first time through? I didn't know that I could do that. Oh. And so I thought everything I hit was therefore an enemy. Oh my god, so you had no friends. <laughs> I did have some friends because mm -hmm. there there are some NPCs that are clearly friends. Oh, like like, like the, the blacksmith and like the dude behind Yeah, like the dude that hangs out near the fire and is kind of like oops. Yeah. And like the firekeeper herself. And like there there are, you know, the blacksmiths, there are a couple NPCs that are clearly friends. And then there are a couple NPCs that are not clearly friends. And you're like, "Oh, what's that guy going to drop when I fight him? Let's do this." Or you're like wandering in an area and you're like, ah! and you just hit because you're you, you get spooked. Yeah. Um so there's an NPC, the very first shopkeeper you have. <gasps> yeah. That is undead. And he's like this sickly red kind of little man and he looks like all of the enemies you've been fighting up until then is it the wait is it the little herbalist lady at the end of the sewer like but like up high it's it's the one that sells you the uchi katana oh i don't know about that but go 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 ahead um he, he's the like he's easy to miss mm -hmm. um because like most people just go up the staircase first and then they're like oh new area and never even think to go back and go through the other door yeah um 
but he's he's through the other door and it's just like an open stone platform and he's to the right with all his like wares oh yeah it's a very first shopkeeper i feel silly yeah and so like i walked through that door and it's right after you've been ambushed or something too like they they put you on edge it's right after you've been ambushed and i looked left and he's to your right when you come out of the door so i looked left so he's, he's to my back and i don't see anything and i'm starting to turn around and i hear him say something and now this guy is bonkers like he's talking to a cat that's not there he talks to his baskets he's he's completely off his rocker yeah and so he's like here here is what he says and i was just like oh my god and i just like swung and killed him and i had no idea until my second playthrough that he was a friend that's so funny yeah because on my second playthrough i come out the door feeling great turn to the right immediately i'm like i'm gonna nuke this kid and i see that he's not moving (laughs) and that he has a name at the bottom of the screen over his like dialogue box and i was like oh my god he's a he's a shopkeeper he's a shopkeeper (laughs) okay (laughs) all right sure whatever game i i adore how dark souls will just let you dig your own grave oh oh yeah that Um, that is an impressive thing is unlike almost any other game i've played except for like maybe some horror games dark souls clearly has an acute awareness like the designers had acute awareness of like the player psychology when they were building areas like they did stuff like that where they're like here's an ambush right before an npc that looks like an enemy so that you're on edge and you feel like something could happen at any moment. And so you're not thinking, oh, maybe this is a friend because you've just been surprised with danger. Or like, they'll, ah, I remember any time I can see an item ahead of me, I immediately know they're trying to direct my vision towards that thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an interesting sense that I don't have to do in any other game. Like, oh, if I see something shiny, interesting, or valuable directly lined up in front of me down a path, I know there's something I need to be paying attention to that's in the peripheral. Because they do or, that. Sometimes there isn't even anything that you can find in the peripheral, but there's still a trap. Yes. And you go for it, because cause you, you, know, you do your full 360 check. You look up, you look down, you look to your sides, you look behind you. Everything seems good. You pick up the item. All of a sudden, something that you couldn't have seen because of the architecture of the place falls. And you you definitely have the time to get out of it if, like, your plan was to grab it and step backwards. But you, it probably wasn't the first time, and you got killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, they get you a lot. They get you. Oh, it's such incredible level design. Yeah. Really, really impressive. I hate them hate them so much yeah yeah or they'll be like oh you go down this hallway and then like an enemy is in like a pocket behind you because it's like a little like nook or whatever and as you go Uh into the room and they put something really blaringly obvious in front of you like a bigger enemy and so you're like ah now i'll just fight this giant ow what the hell and something jumps on you from behind you're just like oh and then you turn because you haven't like aggroed the big guy yet but he's aggroed by your back so he just clobbers you. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. They smell fear. Like, oh, lovely. Yeah, they <laughs> never turn your back on a lion. Like, <laughs> it will eat Should've you. Should have known. 
<laughs> Should have known. Like, did you not go to kindergarten? Oh, well, you died. Oh, yeah. Brutal in the best ways. It really is. It takes a minute to get used to what Dark Souls kind of expects from you, but once you get to the rhythm of it, it's, it's really a treat of a game. Yeah. So, I need a bit of a prediction theory. Okay. Um, on the story. The story. Okay. And, and to give you a little bit of a recap mm -hmm. as to where you are, mm -hmm. because you just did the library. Yeah, I did the crystal library, and I have not beaten Seif yet. Um, but like all the golden like Lord vessel doors are now accessible. But I've not yeah. beaten any of them. I just got the Lord vessel, which was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Also, thank God for being able to teleport. <laughs> it's great. That is honestly the best part of the whole game. It's just being like, finally, you can teleport. So, like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you went, yeah, killed the first boss. You rung the bell. Um, You went down, fought Quaylog. You rung the bell. You are now the chosen undead. You went through Seth's fort. Jeff's fortress? Kevin's Fort? It's some like base name. Oh. Fortress. Sen's Fortress. Sen's Fortress. <laughs> Seth's Fortress. Also, once again, the lore is so intricate. We're like, you're like, oh, a fortress of snake people. That's interesting. And you find out like all these connections between them and Seath and stuff. And like, there's yeah. like a whole story going on. I'm like, whoa, okay. And at, I think at that point in the game, if you, if you are going for a 100% playthrough, like somehow on your first run would have learned about three other continents. Whoa. Just by lore. Wow. And like talking to people and reading item descriptions. I did find the um, Great Hollow, which was awesome. And the Ash Lake. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was crazy. But like, so yeah, you, you went through Sun's Fortress, you fought the Iron Giant, you went to Anorlanda, you did that, you fought Smaug and Ornstein. Got the those guys, Lord's by vessel. The way. Yeah. Just for the record. I love them. They're awful. Absolutely. Uh, awful. Yeah, you fought <laughs> you fought Smaug and Ornstein. Um you visited Snake Bro. You put the Lord Vessel on the fire. And now you're running around collecting Lord flames. Yes. Cause from what I understand I am supposed to be doing, and obviously I'm not trying to seek corrections unless it's something like I missed from the beginning, but like, mm -hmm. basically, the role I am filling is uh, your boy, is it Artorgus? Artorgus, yes. Artorgus the Abysswalker. Uh, oh. No, that's um, Artorgus the Abysswalker. What's the name of the, the guy I'm supposed wait, to be yeah, sorry. replacing? Artorgus the Abysswalker. Um... Uh, Gwendolyn, I believe. Gwen. Oh, Gwyn? Lord of yes. Sunlight or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Gwyn the First Flame, Lord of Sunlight. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know what happened to Gwyn, but basically, uh, his sister's like, yeah, you need to, like, replace him. Um, so, <laughs> um, basically. Alright, Gwendolyn is the moon god. Sorry. Yeah. And there's a whole thing about them being gods and stuff. But, Basically, the what I think I am doing is I am trying to basically become the next Gwyn, which will... That's the part where it gets hazy. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, 
is the undead thing to make a successor to Gwyn, or is the undead thing a problem and becoming Gwyn will solve it? Because an interesting thing I noted is that, like, undead doesn't quite have the same connotations in reality as it does in other games. And I guess part of my theory, I guess, yeah, because is that... soul. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because soul is, is separate from life. Yeah, I guess part of my theory is, like, really what's going on is that certain people are being marked or chosen to be immortal. Um, but by failing and dying or just being immortal too long, you kind of lose your humanity and go crazy and basically just become a mob for the next person trying to, to fight. Uh, and so okay. all these people are basically candidates to replace Gwyn or to succeed Gwyn. Um, and the part I don't think they've really told me yet, I think that's part of the point, is why this is important. Um, because obviously, like, Gwyn seems like a cool dude, and, like, he seems like he's a champion for, like, humanity, and will, like, I don't know, keep the darkness at bay. And obviously there's Fair. themes that, like, the people with the flames have gone mad or mistreating them. Like, um... Yeah, like Seath. Like Seath. There's like a your boy Seath. Seath is, like... There's a lot of stuff about how he went crazy and he started like experimenting on things and doing things he really shouldn't. And he's like consumed with, oh, that's the thing. He invented, I remember reading some flavor, like he invented the crystal to um, make up for the scales he never had or whatever because yeah. of his jealousy for his other, the other dragons. And so he's like not a good guy, even if he's like, oh, Seath is definitely awful. <laughs> and like, because I wasn't sure. Like, you know, he helped humans kill the dragons. I don't know if that's a good guy or a bad guy, depending on the well, world. So, in, in the intro cutscene, mm -hmm. um, it's explained that Seath helped humanity. Seath is a scaleless dragon. Yes. For to, Just for some context. He helps humanity kill all dragons because they they didn't even mistreat him. It's it's that he was jealous yeah. because he never grew scales. Yeah. And, so and there's something about how genocide. like scales are really important to dragons and it helps them be like powerful and everlasting and all that crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Seath was essentially mortal. Yes. Um, yeah. So he, he's a jealous dragon. dragon. Yeah. He's like Spyro, but <laughs> turned to the path of evil. Yeah, he's Spyro. And Spyro has scales. <laughs> but yeah, so he's mortal and upset about it and jealous and so he invent he goes crazy with his research trying to invent like crystal scales for himself or whatever yeah um and that's seath and then um it gets a little unclear uh what's up with why the other one especially pygmy they're just like and pygmy i'm like okay maybe i'm pygmy i don't care i don't know what's happening i mean i care but like you know i don't know <laughs> I meant to say that's I don't know a, I don't care pretty... but I'm like maybe I'm Pygmy maybe that's why I'm special a, who knows it's a pretty common theory that, that the player is Pygmy um and that uh oh another thing is like the witches seem to have gone a little power crazy um maybe bringing demons into the world or like summoning demons cause like the demon ruins are like really interconnected with all the witch stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And so the I, th witches. 
and so I'm pretty sure the wishes of Isolith, like they're kind of like sin that makes them unworthy of the flame, or like why we should take the flame back from them is that they like they start consorting with demons, you know, like whatever for more power or because like yeah. demons I think are associated with chaos and like the witch pyromancy spells start using chaos, like chaos fireball is a witch spell. Yeah, yeah. Um, chaos so fireball and like the ceaseless discharge like gets really mad when you touch the like witch's like robe. So like this, I think there's like a whole sub story about like the yeah. witches like being in interconnected with demons, and demons are real bad. Um, <laughs> or at least like <laughs> mad forces of chaos, which is not great. Yeah, they're definitely not great. Um, God, that's I'm a whole other sub too. subject I don't even have theories for. Is like the connection between demons and and like the flame. Like, are they, like, elementals, kind of, in a sense? If, if it was, like, a different fantasy setting? Or, like, you know, what what are they what are they doing, really? Are they, like, super yeah, flame yeah. beings or whatever? But Are they born of fire, or are they, like, from another dimension? Yeah. Like, like what, what scale are we talking about? Um, and, and so, um, I, my... Sorry, to tie it together. Basically, my theory is that you take back the flames... Uh, the like great flames or whatever they're called from these, uh, like unworthy kind of handlers, and then unite them in the Lord Vessel to become like, basically like God King of humanity and like usher us into the Age of Light or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun theory. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, okay, so so you to to kind of recap your theory. Mm -hmm. It's that essentially the end goal is to become God King of Humanity. Or something to that effect, yeah. Yeah, to to succeed Gwyn and take over. Yeah. And then also the undead thing might stop because if undead people are just candidates to be the successor to Gwyn, then like maybe they'll all die or like get their humanity back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay. Any other theories you want to share? Hmm. Think think that that's that's most of it for now. Most of it for now. Okay. Um, I definitely think um, there's going to be more to the story, it layers wise. Like I'm sure, like some of the people oh, yeah. I'm going to kill for their fire are not going to be evil. I I ran into that conundrum with the witch in the painting, where like she oh, just kind of like lets yeah. you leave, and I'm like, I can't kill her. Priscilla just asks you to leave her alone. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you've killed all of them. That's the other weird thing about the witches, is that they like seem to have a fondness for the undead, even though the undead are all mad. So the, there's obviously some kind of connection where, like, even though they're, they've lost their humanity, they used to be, like, people. I mean, obviously they used to be people, but, like, they, they all knew each other. They're not just, like, a bunch of random, yeah. like, hooligan undead things just, like, lying around to attack <laughs> people. Like, they're all, like, a civilization that went mad, or, like, a town that went mad, or, you know, this and that. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Um, I won't say it. I won't say it just in case. Okay. Uh, I can't remember well enough if they like address it tangentially later in the game. Okay. Um. So I'm not gonna say. Okay. It. But 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 yeah. So. Um. um I'm looking forward okay. to seeing how that all comes together. So let's talk about fish. 
shall we go for it friend also if there's any um, fish to fight in dark souls i'm just throwing myself off a cliff because i don't want to go into water with any kind of dark souls boss ever and i know it's gonna happen too late yeah already fought it you know that's um, fair the only re like realistically the only thing we can even consider related to a fish in dark souls is the hydra in the forest um just that hydra yeah okay it's like yeah there's also there the clams any... Those are kind of a lot. Yeah, the, the the Hydra and the Clams. But the point is that we can't really talk about fish because there aren't really any. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So I'm going to talk about what fish there would be if there were fish. Wonderful. Um, Spin me a tale of a better world. Dark Souls 3, there's a fishing rod. Uh, oh. You don't fish in that game. You're, it's just it's a weapon. What a tease. It's just fun. Um... So in the forest with the Hydra, the Hydra exists in a lake, kind of plodding mm. around his lake, like a Loch Ness size. And also head. the Ash Lake. Oh, go ahead. Anyways, in the lake, I imagine there to be normal lake-dwelling fish, the boring variety. Wonderful. Love them. We eat them. We need them. Moving on. New New Londo. New Londo is this place that's under the surface so it's always dark and new londo's freaky love it hate it yeah new londo's great it's always dark it's about half of it is just this pier that goes off into the darkness that ghosts rise up from and try to kill you yeah it's amazing on all levels um and so Things that would survive down there would be like coelacanths, anglerfish, deepwater octopods, Ew, things like that. I love that. Yeah. So that's that's what I was kind of thinking for down there, because they're the ones that are going to really thrive in a lightless or near lightless um, area. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the ruined sewers with the gaping dragon. Love gaping dragon. Actually, a really cool like monster. So there's not a lot of water in this area. Okay, I want to know what's up with the there's... gaming dragon. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's Trust cool. me, Derek. <laughs> you don't want to know what's up with the gaming dragon. You know that's fair. Um. So in the ruined sewers, there's not a lot of water. There's like ankle deep puddles, and in the boss room where actually all the water like accumulates, there's a, there's a decent amount. So. I'm thinking for most of the areas in there where there's only ankle deep water, we're looking at eels, soles, and mini sharks. Oh, okay. Uh, now, once we get to the actual like boss boss room, uh, e- eels can just grow super large. So we've still got eels, and then Ugh. adult sharks would make their way to the boss room. What kind of fish? Uh, eels and sharks. Sharks. That sucks. And then. Um, alligators in the boss room as well Ew. <laughs> because they would be able to because it's 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 part water part cement so they would yeah. be able to like get in the water to rehydrate to, to rehydrate their skin they'd be able to climb out to go hunt rats the the giant rats that are around it would be it'd be fine living for an alligator a great time had by all yeah and if there are too many sharks in the water, they can just go stand under one of the pipes that are filtering in 
uh, filth water to rehydrate. Wonderful. Instead of going in the water. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then eels can live in filth, no problem. They'll be fine. That's crazy. Um, and then we get to... How do I describe it? Um, this is the one area you haven't been to yet that I kind of need to talk about, so I'm trying to think of how to describe it real quick. Um, the area with the skeletons, the infinitely spawning skeletons that have the carnival mask men. That sounds horrific. Oh. It's way worse than I just described. Oh, no. Is this DLC or no? Oh, no. No, it's space game. Oh, Um, no. In that area, because of the... what the walls are made of, and the types of skeletons that infinitely spawn there, I'm thinking... uh, oh, 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 and the fact that there's not a lot of water there. There's just not a lot of water in Dark Souls in general. Um, but it's all like calf deep water at, at its deepest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of leeches, eels, and other worm-like aquatic creatures. Oh, oh, like um, the bone-eating uh, worms. Yeah, bone-eating worms. That's awesome. Uh, just actual leeches, eels. It's 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 a bad time for everyone. <laughs> um, now there are there are small like divots in the wall that a small creature could could hide in um that like even too small really for an eel so like we could have some like prey fish surviving in there that survive in the wall and then dart out to bottom feed real quick and then dive back in before any of its predators get there okay okay i see it well, I don't see it, but I, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the point is for you not to see it. Yes. And the point I, is for people at home to be mortified. Good. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll shorten its name. We'll, we'll call it BG. Mm-hmm. Just for a shorthand. BG is an awful place. And nobody should go there. Except that that's where, like, 99% of farming is done in the game. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um disgusting just be it's it's like a it's a super great place to farm humanity for like your next a human ranch some would say oh a human ranch that's far more disturbing than you know oh no (laughs) i'm so freaked out i can't believe it's the only place i haven't been to yet i'm so excited pretty much yeah I mean, there are, there are more places you haven't been to but it's the only place you haven't been to that i need to talk (gasps) you're right that makes a lot more sense yeah um, and that's it. That's really the, like the four areas with a lot of water. Okay. Um, now, sp- a special note, special thanks to original Anor Londo, not new Londo. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Anor Londo is supposed to have a lot of water. Oh. Um, yeah. So the, the thing you, cl- the thing you walk up to get into the church, mm-hmm. um, that's a water trough. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of Anolando's on a weird like hiked up. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. So so Anolando is is all of that that you're not like able to get down to is supposed to be like submerged. 
Mm. Um, and, but but it's it's an abandoned city now, so I I assume it was submerged due to a dam. Yeah, I mean the walls are kind of dam-like. Like heavy rains. Yeah, like everything's built to withstand high water pressure, and there's no water. Creepy. So honorable mentions to Anne Orlando for being terrifying in its own way. Yes, we love you, Anne Orlando. Um, yeah. So that that was kind of our first segment of there are no fish, but what if there were? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot f- of firsts in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. A first, um, uh, no fish, and our first. Uh, I have not beaten this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about your, uh, tell me about your daily interest. Daily interest. Well, um, recently I have beaten this game called Smile for Me. Um, it was. Misogyny Simulator. Oh yeah. Oh, Christ. sorry. Well played. Uh, it was. It's crazy. You like you're you're this doctor wants people to smile more and so he like invites a bunch of like sad depressed people to like a a like uh smiley retreat um but like while you're there there's all these like surreal like 90s like vhs videos that play with like muppets where like okay they tell you like you know and remember don't smile until the big day um, and as you like go around, you start learning about the other people who are staying in this facility with you. Uh, cause you can't mm. leave. I think the doors lock when you get there. Oh, uh, great. and you start learning that about them and like trying to help them with their problems since they're all trapped in there. Um, yeah. and when you make them happy, um, the messages you get each morning on the VHS player get more and more threatening because the doctor, Dr. Habit, gets like more upset with you making people smile. Oh no. Um it's great. It's it's kinda like surreal. It's it reminds me a bit of like Psychonauts. Um Okay. It, it, it'd be, it's a short sweet game. Um but it's 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 surreal. Uh it's kind of like a uh click uh adventure game. Um, yeah. But it it was good. It was good. There's like there's a lot of like interesting like details you can pick up on. Like characters will talk about, you'll find about details about characters in passing and stuff, and you'll be like, "Wow, I didn't know that!" And you'll be able to like kind of like piece together like who a person is. Um, That's fun. It, yeah, it's a good game. There's a lot of like little like secrets and tidbits. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I would ever play it, but definitely interesting. That, that's fair. I, I don't know if it's game. I'd, I'd specifically recommend to you, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, and and you know me pretty well, so if you're on the fence about recommending it, I I probably just won't like it. <laughs> fair, fair. Um. Okay, I've I've been playing um. A lot of things, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, Rory and I just 100%ed Banjo Kazooie. Oh wow, classic. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We were we were playing through it and. We're we're playing through three classics pretty much at at the same time mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were doing Banjo Kazooie, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and Whoa. Pikmin Two. Pikmin Two, which 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 are a triple threat like of games. My mother would be so proud. 
She fucking loves Well, we Pikmin already beat two. Pikmin 1, so we had to play Pikmin 2. Pikmin 2. Um, so good. But we we can't we can't play it until we're through the pregnancy. Because she will not be able to handle Pikmin. <gasps> oh, I see. Just completely understandable. That's fair. There's not a bone in my body that's like, babe, come on, get over it. Like, no, I get it. I get it's it. Terrible. Don't worry. The chaos, right. the slaughter, yeah, you... the shrieks, <laughs> the screams. I still hear them. I, I, I know and can replicate a Pikmin death sound. It's awful. I don't want to do it. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, I think I can still remember vividly how I felt the first time a Pikmin died in Pikmin 1. You're just like, oh god, this is terrible and I'm responsible. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, yeah. Pikmin is such a brutal game. It's... It's awful. <laughs> um... So we just, we just 100%ed Banjo-Kazooie. So we've started playing Banjo Tooie. Oh right, which, sequel. Yeah, I've never played before. He's she didn't even know it existed until we were like halfway through Banjo Kazooie. Um, and so we start playing it. It is so weird. <laughs> like oh, it's the weirdest game. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it, but I just keep playing. I like, yeah, I like it enough to keep playing. I know that. Okay, that's pretty good. It's a lot more open world. Oh. Than the first banjo. Interesting. Like because because the first banjo you have a very small overworld and you just go through like paintings. To get yeah, to like, like, like like Mario sixty four, like whatever you know, it's like a hub and you just jump into stuff. Yeah, but. It's much more like Ocarina of Time. Oh, got it. Where like even though there's overall. areas, you, there's kind of like more walking around and like exploring. Yeah, and like you can teleport from place to place, but only once you've like been there. Mm. Um, and there are still like level, like like worlds called levels called worlds. Oh, okay. But there are also a lot more NPCs to talk to. It's much stranger oh i see like there's more i i know what you mean it's not just go it's like there's more like setup and little bits to like get through when you start like a new area and like are in a new area yeah and it's a lot less formulaic than the first one because the first one you can sit down Go into a new stage, you know what to expect, right? Yeah. You got ten jiggies, you got a hundred notes, you got five Jinjos. Go. Yeah. Um in the second one, there <laughs> are at least nine different colors of Jinjo. Whoa. And there could be multiple of one color in a level. There could be none in a level. Oh, jeez. And I hate when there's none collecting... of a collectible in a level, because you're like, I are there none it it, thankfully they still whistle at you like hey okay okay um but you're just collecting towards a total goal why did you have the yard Ugh. you're collecting towards a total goal instead of (laughs) a poison instead of for that stage Mm -hmm. so it's really it's really weird in that way 
and you start the game with all of your abilities from the first game. You have oh, wow, they just you start you where you left off. You have flight. They just start you where you left off, and you unlock new stuff. That's really cool. Like, like you can go into first person and then zoom in and out. You can fire eggs from first person mode. Ooh, you have an okay. aiming reticle. Like, oh wow, it's a sniper banjo kazooie. Well, banjo kazooie literally in the first like true blue level, mm-hmm. um, turns into a first person shooter. That's for one of the for two of the jiggies actually. Whoa, that's awesome! It's like, hey, there's like this sub level within the level. It's a first person shooter. It's it was actually like very Doom reminiscent. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So we're having a lot of fun doing that. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad you guys are enjoying that game. I really need to like play Banjo Kazooie through. I've played like bits of it quite a few times, but I have never owned the game, so I've never played it all the way through. But it's really good. I will set you up. Hook me um, up. I've played. I've beaten it twice now. Damn nice. And don't tell Caitlin this. She's probably listening, but don't tell Caitlin this. Mm-hmm. Um, I secret. don't believe that she and I actually 100%ed it the first time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we missed one thing. Well, our intention was to 100% it. Mm-hmm. And we both thought we did. We got all the honeycomb pieces, we got all the jiggies, we got all the notes. Mm-hmm. And we got all the cheats. And, like, well, what else is there than to just fight the boss? Well, <laughs> apparently, right before the boss room, there are four doors. Um, And through each, through, the, there are three doors. Through each of them are just, like, a refill. Red feather refill, gold feather refill. And then through the fourth door, there's a switch that you can hit. And if you have all honeycomb pieces, or maybe maybe not if you have all. Maybe, maybe it just does it even if you don't have all of them yet. Oh, jeez. But it, it, it requires like 990 notes, which the max note count is 1,000. Whoa. Um, so, like, you better have close to all of them, or you're yeah, out. You, yeah, yeah better have done real good in collecting all these um you hit it and it doubles your health bar oh that's cool it just just overlays all of your like honeycomb pieces with red honeycomb pieces oh that's cute and remembering how difficult the boss was when i played it with caitlin i'm pretty sure we didn't get that i see because you're supposed to have your health doubled at that point and it's kind of like a weird like nook that it's difficult for the camera to get into oh i I think we just missed it i see it's not like it changed anything it was just more health that's fair that's fair it wasn't like an item to get kind of but i i see what you mean yeah it was just like double defense is essentially what it was yeah that's cool that's cool yeah well now that you've confessed your sins to the court (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um. And of course, oh, I probably shouldn't say it because that would date this episode. How do we feel about dating episodes? Um, you know, I prefer to remain single up until this point. Um, I'm just not looking oh, for a committed nice relationship with an episode right now. Look, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want anything. Serious. 
I was engaged the next week, so just like <laughs> okay, okay, just jump on I, the train. I may be opening to dating episodes. Okay, well, we can mingle. Thanks for completely not answering my question. <laughs> You're welcome. I dodged that like commitment. Well, fine. I, I will date it vaguely. How about that? Do it. Rory is still expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so really excited about that. That's awesome. I can't wait to play Banjo and Kazooie with the troglodyte. Yes. Ah, yes. Instill uh, wholesome family values in them with Banjo and Kazooie. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, Banjo Tooie is much looter. Interesting. Like, like, I was like, yeah, Rare Maid Conquer's bad for a day. But, like, Banjo-Kazooie is their, like, warm, family-friendly series. Not Banjo-Tooie. Oh, they just went all in. Banjo-Tooie's, like, it's not as bad as Conquer's bad for a day. Yeah, Conquer's bad for a day is actually really kind of adult, from what I understand. But, like, like okay, so Conquer's bad for a day is, like, 21+. plus, mm-hmm. And Banjo-Kazooie... Banjo's Kazooie. Banjo and Kazooie is like 10 plus. Mm-hmm. Banjo Tooie is like 16 plus. Okay. It's like. It's got that teen humor. Yeah. It's like. It's like. It, it's a little more mature. It's a little tongue in cheek. Like, it's not really dark yet, but it's kind of like getting there. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. Okay. Well, I think that wraps that up. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our fourth episode. Yeah. And I guess uh, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm. On a fishing line. And Yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> for the fishing puns. I'm going to be not a father. I need to, I need to start working on these. Yeah, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm also it's working okay. on You that. just have to remember your fishing lines. <laughs> well, I guess I really don't. Considering I've already lured my wife in, ah, uh, can't get out of this tackle box. I don't. I don't know. Oh, you. you I don't really had it. And then, and then you. You tried to do the double kill. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to. I. I tried to mooch, and, uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> there we go. See, I pulled. I reeled it back. You reeled it back. Ah, oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Woo! Quick, quick edit before we fuck it up. <laughs> and, yeah, and on a high note.